0: On today's podcast, we have strength and conditioning coach from 4D Health and Performance, Sydney, studying for his doctor of physiotherapy at Macquarie University. He is a local hero, touch football player, a co-founder of the amateur sporting competition, the Fell Olympics. Please welcome my good friend, Luke Esposito. You want first place, come play with me. You want second place, go somewhere else.
1: It was bad.
0: It's an everyday process. Coffee's for clothes You're listening to the Mori Health Podcast. Hey mate, how you going? Rob Dog, I'm good
1: mate, how are you?
0: Good, good. Just coming off prac, um, just another day in paradise.
1: Yeah,
0: how are you finding um, it? Um, I'm hanging in there. We're, we're going all right. We're going all right. There's actually only a week left and, and time's flown so far. I'm, I'm out at, at P360 um, out at Rouse Hill. They've yep. got a sports physio performance sort of center out there and uh, they're just showing me the ropes and they're very kind enough for me to get my hands dirty and um, do a fair bit of the work there. Um, I think for some of the physios there, they're, they're quite happy to take a step back and go, oh, well, we'll just let him work today. So um, wow. no, they've, they've been really good. Yeah. And you've, you've been out there as well.
1: Yeah, I did. I did a placement through the same company, uh, P360, but at the other site out at um, Marsden Park. So very similar uh, in the sense of how they're structured. Quite different facilities from what I understand. Um, but, yeah, no, I really enjoyed my time there, P360, actually. It was, um, it was really good. Like you said, it's very hands-on as far as the students generally get to you Know they're pretty involved in treatment, so it's a good learning curve,
0: for sure. yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, so the one that I was at now is more physio only based, while the one that you're at um, out at Marsden, uh, they have a bit of a combo between physio and EP, and there's a big emphasis yeah. on the EP
1: side of things, yeah, big time, yeah, they are, it's a pretty good mix, actually,
0: yeah, I mean, um. It's actually, it's, it's pretty interesting. So for those that don't know, uh, Luke and I are, are both in the same year of our postgraduate studies over at Macquarie University, um, both studying to become doctors of physiotherapy. And so our backgrounds, I guess, uh, somewhat similar, but at the same time, very diverse. Um, so Luke, can you talk a little bit about... Uh, why physiotherapy and why Macquarie and and how that came to be
1: yeah mate, absolutely Um, it's a bit of a story Uh, so I guess why physiotherapy it's there's there's sort of a my reasons for why physio has certainly grown over the years Um, it initially started as a teenager I was uh, loved playing rugby and rugby league played both Um, and I was always injured so I was always in at the physio. Um, it's pretty common in this part of the story, I guess. Struck up a pretty good relationship with my physio um, at the time. And from there, I sort of, you know, I guess had an interest in it. Um, enjoyed the, uh, I guess the communication aspect of it, um, being around people. Obviously had an element to of, um, you know, physicality and sport involved in the job as well. So to be honest, like when I was leaving school, it was more of a case of I just couldn't really, I couldn't really think of anything more that I'd want to do than physio. It wasn't that I was totally passionate about it, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but it was sort of a direction I just thought I'll head in for now and, and sort of see where I end up. Um, but then over the years, that has certainly grown. It's sort of one of those things that I think you, uh, you know, sometimes people want to have a passion for something before they hit the go button and, and chase it. But um, for me, it's something that's definitely developed. Over like ten years, I um, yeah, I remember actually funny story. I remember when I was at school, I had a meeting with my um, you know careers advisor that you have at school, yeah. yeah. And um, she asked me what I wanted to do, and I said, "Oh, you know, physio. Physio sounds good." Um, but I've I've never been the most academic person, like by far. Um, so I sort of said, "I think it was '98 or so at the time to get into physio and." To be honest, that was just, whether or not I was capable of that wasn't the issue. It was, I probably wasn't going to put that much work in when I was, when I was a kid. Um, just completely, being completely honest. Uh, so she sort of said a good way I could do it was to go and do exercise and sports science. And then from there, all I needed to do was finish that degree and jump into a master's of physio. And I remember leaving and thinking, how easy does that sound? Um, I'm going to be a physio. And um you know, so I was like 17 at that time, and I'm 28 now, and I'm I'm sort of still on my way, but it's been good. So it's been a, a well-rounded journey since then uh, to I guess arriving where I'm at now. And back to your original question, the, um, the the reason why has developed in a sense of when I first off the back of that story, when I first went and started my undergrad in exercise and sports science, um, I started at ACU. It was awesome. Um, I loved it. I loved it probably more so initially because of the social aspect. Um, I was, I'm really talking myself down here in this part of my my life story, but I was like super social and I didn't, I I probably didn't commit um, totally to the study side of things. Um, And with that, I didn't do too well in, um, you know, initially in that degree. Um, So that sort of really put a big dent in my GPA, um, which at the time I didn't realise was, gonna you know be the decisive factor in um, whether or not I'd become a physio i think i always thought that because you know i wanted to do it um it would just happen um i didn't i guess as a young 18 year old realized that if i wanted to do something that was really hard that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do i was going to have to really dig my feet in and and work hard and at the time i just didn't have the maturity behind me to realize that so um basically off the back of that degree. I didn't get into physio. Um, I applied to two different unis and didn't get in, which I don't even know why I bothered applying. There was no chance that I was going to even go near getting in. Um, and so I ended up personal training. Um, I got a job with a few of my best mates uh, as a personal trainer. And it was just like, I had so much fun. It was unbelievable. It was really good out of uni, working full time um, and sort of, I guess, did an apprenticeship in learning to communicate with people, um, balance different personality styles, manage your own sort of, I guess, client base, all those sorts of things. Um, and I absolutely love personal training and I was pretty happy just to stick with that for a while. And then, um, you know, life happens and a few things change and uh, I sort of got, got to a stage where I was really loving personal training and, you know, I knew I wanted to keep doing something, I guess, in that space, but I felt like while I was young, and you know, had grown a little bit. There was time for me to go back to uni, um, and I guess redeem myself a little bit for um, what I was like as an eighteen-year-old, uh, and and go back and really give it a good crack this time and, and try and get in. So, um, you know, I guess I arrived at a point with personal training where I felt like I couldn't. Uh, I was hitting a ceiling with what I could offer people as far as helping them um, with their issues. Like there was a lot of people that were losing weight, and you know those sorts of things, but they were getting injured and I didn't really understand what was happening. And um, for me, it was a case of, you know, if I really want to help these people, I've got to, I guess I've got to push myself to learn more so that I can teach uh, more, if that makes sense. To I guess, you know, it's a bit of a cliche. You can only help someone as much as you help yourself. Um, so I guess that that was that. So, yeah, and since then, I guess the passion for physio has just driven from there um you know the more i learn the more i feel like i don't know half the time so i just have to keep learning so it's all i guess driven from a passion for um i guess yeah wanting to continue my knowledge so that i can offer more to help people i guess
0: no that's that's awesome that's awesome and then so i've got a few takeaways but i'll come back to that in a minute um from getting that role and what you're doing as a as a pt mm-hmm. then you had to go back to uni to study a little bit more yep what course was that and, and where was that done what was yeah. that about
1: so i went um i went but another funny little side note i actually still didn't think i'd get into physio right so i applied for podiatry because i was like oh you know i can sort of do like lower limb physio that's sort of what i was thinking and i'm not bashing podiatrist by any means here i'm just saying that's what i was thinking about at the time um and then i was having a conversation one day with someone talking about i wanted to do you know oh, i can sort of do lower limb physio and they sort of said why don't you just do physio and i thought yeah i'm really just copping out here so i spoke to a few people and realized that if i went and did my master's in exercise sports science uh, strength and conditioning um that would help to get my gpa up so that i could then get into physio and as soon as i heard that it was just like something flicked inside me and um I dove headfirst straight into SNC, um, and I got into a course uh, through Edith Cowan University in Perth, um, which is the Masters. So it's just a Masters of Exercise Science um, in bracket Strength and Conditioning, and it's all online. So yeah, I, I started started studying that, and honestly, haven't looked back. Like it was a complete, I guess, fork in the road for me. Um, and starting that course has just been awesome because as soon as I started studying, I thought, you know, I'd done, I'd had a heap of personal training experience, but personal training and SNC are actually a lot different um, Mm. in in my, in my mind. Um, As far as, you know, I guess there's a lot of elements to it and, you know, people might disagree with that, but um, so for me, I I needed to get some more experience. So I started straight away just volunteering for teams and, um, and it honestly has just gone from there basically.
0: I feel like there's just levels to this industry and that we're just forever students. And that's kind of something that you're alluding to going, the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know, and that you need to keep learning.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I just, I feel like that's something that, um, as I'm getting older as well, I'm coming to realize that that is, uh, more and more true and that we need to be more adaptable. Um, as practitioners to, I guess, the evidence that's coming out and um, meeting that with client expectations and just, I guess, changing trends in the industry to hopefully provide the best value um, for the people that we're working with. And I think that for you and for me as well, it it stems from a place that you just want to help people. Mm -hmm. Um, You might not have said that explicitly or necessarily thought that explicitly, but really it, it just seems like you're definitely. a, yeah, you're no, a
1: caring soul <laughs> i've definitely thought that no absolutely that's that's definitely a big drive like when i was you know back pting and you can help someone lose 20 kilos and change their life honestly there's nothing better than that like it's um it's unbelievable and physio to a degree is is that like you, you can help someone get their life back so um it just allowed you know allows me to see more people i guess on on, on, a, on a bigger scale so um yeah no it's Obviously, it's all going to come down to in this industry, you've got to want to help people. For sure. you got to want to,
0: you sort of, you're there to help people and then everything else comes around that. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like you've definitely got your heart in the right place, which is very, very reassuring. Can you, I guess speak to the differences in your education between what it was like being on campus or even on campus now versus the online study for for those that kind of are one way or the other way or trying to decide where to go and and how to go about
1: things yeah um to be honest i i like obviously online is different because you can do it from home and on campus you go on campus there's pros and cons for both um I don't think, like, honestly, it doesn't matter, like, back, you know, then and even now, it didn't matter what I had to do, like, I was just going to do it. So, I think for other people, if studying online is a reason for them not to do the study, they don't want to, you know, they don't want the end result enough, I would say. So, um, you know, for me, studying, whether it was online or on campus, it didn't matter. Studying online, though, you obviously have to be somewhat... You do have to be disciplined, but then you can also not be disciplined because you can get away with not doing it um, and then you can cram at the end. So it, it, it's really a good means of, um, you know, you can adapt it to your lifestyle perfectly. Like I was able to work full time still uh, while I stayed online. So that was great. And it really suited that time of my life. Um, going to, you know, uni now face to face has its challenges for me more so, I guess, in a way, because I'm really bound to someone else's schedule. Mm not so much my own. And that's probably for me, that's um, probably the hardest thing, but, you know, but then being face to face, you know, that obviously has its benefits of, you know, being in the same room as your your tutor or your lecturer and being able to ask questions on the fly and get some one-on-one time. And, you know, especially at Macquarie, the shoots the are pretty small as far as the numbers. So um, you really get a good chance to learn
0: yeah, I think we were in a very um, rare space and a rare opportunity that we have provided to us there. Um, I I also feel those challenges in, in working off someone else's schedule, but um, I guess that's something that I just work into the week. And I know that you do too, sort of, we work our life around those schedules that change every six months and mm. um, we just sort of, we make it work. There's, yeah. there's no real question about it. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, when the, those takeaways I was talking about, one was forever learning and uh, mm-hmm. that we will be forever students, yeah, especially in this industry. Yeah. Um, but the other one was, I guess, coming out of school at, at 18 with the pressure of going to uni and, and having to do that, that's generally um, where people are pushed into these days. If they're academically inclined if they like what they're doing or, or, or not um, a lot of people are sort of expected or feel that they're expected they put the pressure more on themselves than anyone else telling them that they have to go to university um, feeling like they have to go to university to be of value or be doing something worthwhile Um, and then I guess that comes to the existential existential crisis of sort of is time getting away from us in life and am I wasting time and how important is that, um, for someone who is gone on that journey, do you, how do you deal, I guess, with the idea of, look, yes, it might've taken me a bit longer to get to the same point that's worthwhile. And, um, I hope that you realize that you are still a baby in this world. Um, really like if we look at the average life expectancy for us, what 84 odd years, 83 odd years, um, I'm going to push for a hundred, but yeah, well, you and me both, but, um, like I, I, I expect to start my bodybuilding career at the age of 50. But I certainly haven't started mine, mate, that's for sure. Not yet, me either. <laughs> um, but like if we look at it from that perspective, mm. like we're, we're very young, and what oh, we've absolutely. achieved from 18, mm. um, if you double that and you go to what 36, you, yep. you're still quite young. I mean, we're we're not at that stage yet, but I guess...
1: Yeah, actually, that played into a lot of my reasoning for deciding to go back to uni because I remember realising that I was still, I think I was, I don't know, 23 or something. Um, And I was sort of like, the last even just two or three years have felt massive. Like, I feel like I've done so much, but it's only been three years and I'm still only 23. So, like, if I can do that much in three years, surely it's okay to take half a step back Get this study out of the way, and then jump back in, and still have you know another forty or fifty years. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, as far as you know, people feeling pressured to go to uni or, or that sort of thing. I mean, for me, I never felt pressured. I, I just don't think I ever considered the option of not going, which um, isn't good either, because I, I probably could have really done with a year off, if I'm honest. Um, probably would have, in some ways, it probably would have, um, you know sped up the process to be honest having a year off um but in saying all that um i wouldn't really change anything because my journey has sort of shaped sort of from that um Here you are as a product of who i am yeah and who i i, I guess who i was and um, not that who i was was completely different either i've just learned to you know there's a time and a place to have fun and a time and place to not um or to work i guess um so yeah no there's there's plenty of time mate and i guess if people You know, realize that they don't have to go 100 miles an hour um, all the time and achieve their life goals when they're in their early 20s. You know, what's left to do after that? If you, you know, like I want
0: all in the in the first quarter
1: exactly. I I always wanted to find something that was sort of a life's work, you know. And and physio is is like that, and it's 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 never ending uh, as far as the like you know the learning and those sorts of things around self awareness and discovery and and all that. So yeah.
0: Nice and I guess on the same front the fact that you um, are older mm-hmm. not being afraid to go back to uni even though you've had a full-time job for the last few years that's also a big step as well to take that step out of the workforce.
1: Yeah it was mate and it was not easy either. Uh, it was a massive change but I you know I'm very lucky I have a very supportive wife uh now wife who has uh congratulations been, it was my girlfriend at the time um and you know like yeah it, it was tough because I mentioned before I was working with a few of my like closest mates um and it was so if any like it was just I had so much fun at work but um for me I just had to sort of look a bit more long term and um yeah, I think it just comes down to if you want something. It sounds cliche, but like if you want something, you've just got to do whatever you've got to do. Like, um, and you know that's one thing with uni. I feel like you know, and you may feel like this way yourself. Like you're just constantly jumping through hoops, um, you know, and and sort of just doing whatever you need to do. It's this is constant um, go go go. Where do you want me to jump through now? I'll do it. Just um, yeah. So you know, and if you if you've got the drive to get to get there, you just, you just got to suck it up. And for me, it was, yes, I am, you know, like I said, I think I was 23. Um, yes, I do have a full-time salary. Um, you know, I've moved out of home, all these things. Um, but I've got to make a change now. So yeah.
0: Mm. Talk about someone who's ticking off life goals before they finish their twenties. <laughs> He's gotten married and moved out <laughs> full-time work. This guy. All right. You got a puppy yet? No, no puppies. No puppies. It's, coming. I? it's coming. It's <laughs> coming. All right. So um, before we sort of leave this little bit of the convo, what advice would you give to 17, 18-year-old Luke? Um, yeah. Or another way to ask that question is what advice would you give young people that are doing their HSC at the moment? Um, thinking about the future doesn't necessarily have to be in the context of physiotherapy or health, but anything in general.
1: Yeah. Um, big question. Um, oh, I would say, see, like it's funny. Cause like I said before, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't change anything um, that I've done and I've made so many mistakes. So I guess it's hard to watch other people make mistakes. So you could tell someone to, you know, go to uni, uh, study hard, handle your assignments in on time. I, I dead set, used to go to uni and not realize that we had an exam on that day. And like that's the true story. Like um, you know, and I tell people not to do that to start with. Um, but I think you've kind of got to find your own your own feet. And I guess don't don't be hard on yourself for, you know, making a decision that you later find out wasn't the best one. Like I think that's sometimes um, you know, someone might choose a particular path in life and um, it's kind of like an interesting topic, but I guess sometimes you've got to know that it's okay to quit to bad word, but it's okay to, you know, step back from, from your life and really evaluate it and, you know, swallow your pride and go, I really, I'm not liking this or I need to make a change. And, um, you know, as long as you've got supportive people around you, um, don't be afraid to, yeah, I guess take the jump and, um, you know learn to fly on the way down or however the saying goes that's it that's it Yeah, that would probably be it in a nutshell just um have a crack and follow you know follow whatever you whoever you want to be whoever you want to be in the future um kind of draw a line from where you are now to where that person is and just go head first and do whatever you need to do to get there
0: yeah that's fair um i mean a few things on that i think I guess summarizing what you were saying there is the fact that if you make more mistakes more often, you're going to find what you're actually wanting or you're going to get to the point that you want to get, or you're going to improve faster than those that are afraid to make those mistakes in the first place. Fail well. Yeah. Fail well, fail fast, fail often. Yeah. And accept those failures and and learn from them and grow Mm -hmm. and move on. Um, But how, how would someone, I guess, get that clarity for where they want to go, just sort
1: of... Oh, because I think you've just got to try things. You've got to try everything. Like, I, I put my hand up so many things just out of curiosity to see, you know, what it's like or would I be any good at it. And I think through just trying different things, um, you're going to find out what you like. That's actually one thing that's really been really good. I guess for me, being a, a uni student for so long now, I've been able to try so many different things because... I've not necessarily been locked down to anything other than uni. A lot of things outside of uni I've I've been able to just have a go at and see how they went and learn from and um, see if they suited me. And, yeah, I guess that's how you're only going to know if you try things. It's all very, like, cliche, but, you know, it's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Okay. So... I guess we've kind of heard about your life story from from school till now mm-hmm. but we haven't really talked about your role as an SNC and and what you're doing and yeah. um so did you want to give your the company that you work for a mm-hmm. bit of a plug here and um yeah. tell us tell us what goes on there and and how you do things
1: Yeah so I'm currently working for a company called 4D Health and Performance um so their main Uh, clinic is in at the city Uh, so that's that's where I'm at most days of the week Um, so they brought me on board to work as part of the I guess the strength conditioning side of the company so they have uh, chiropractic physiotherapy exercise physiology um, personal training massage and strength conditioning so sort of a really well-rounded company I guess Um, so yeah they, they have a high performance program. The, uh, as we call it there. And that's sort of got a really good mixture of a whole host of different athletes of all different levels. Um, so from, you know, sort of uh, junior level, essentially right up to Olympic, Olympic level, um, which, is, which is awesome, because you sort of get a bit of everything, a whole host of different sports, um, everything from, I guess, combat sports, heaps of uh, track, uh, a lot of sprinters, middle distance runners, few field sports being like uh, rugby union league, uh, some court sports, uh, tennis and basketball. So yeah, whole, whole host of different athletes there. And my main role is I, I work alongside, uh, Dom Nasso. shout out to Dom. Um, he'll, he would have got upset if I didn't give him a shout out. Um,
0: we'll tag him in the post. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, working alongside Dom, we basically operate, um, uh, that that size, so so we keep everything running as far as all the programming goes. Um, how it works is all the athletes come in in small groups and they train out their own program, um, and we sort of guide them through their their program um, session at a time. And then we run conditioning sessions throughout the week as well, um, which is you know always always a lot of fun. Always cop a bit of abuse from a lot of the uh, athletes there, but it's always good fun. Um, so I've been I've been at 4D since. Only December last year, so um, it's gone pretty quick, actually. Um, but, yeah, it's been really good. I, you know, made the jump across there um, and I, it's, yeah, it's challenged me a lot um, going there in a good way. It's it's really pushed me to uh, grow as far as my s knowledge uh, goes, my ability to program, um, you know, actually helping someone through those programs all of that um has, has really uh been a really good learning curve over the last sort of i don't know nine months i guess really building on your skill set
0: um now i can't remember if you've already told me this before um but is there a, a good story as to how you actually got the role at 4d
1: Oh it's, it's, oh, it's not a great story. It's, it was just um, I ended up, I went to a day course actually um, at Athletes Authority. There, there was a course there run by Pat Lane, who's the strength coach for the Sydney Roosters. Um, so I went there for that day. It was an awesome day. And um, I was there and Dom was actually there at the time and he was just chatting about how there was sort of you know, a role had opened up, and I guess um, my ears perked up, and I sort of uh, had a sort of had a chat to him about what what that involved. Um, you know, this was after the day uh, I got in contact with him and and sort of asked what 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 it what involved, and then he sort of yeah explained what it was all about and said, "Why don't you come in and have a chat?" and so I did and, um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's been that. So, no, it, it was good. At the time, I actually, I thought that most of the work was going to be near my house um, out in the hills, but it turned out that it was in the city. But I actually, it turns out I actually really like going into the city. It's, it's good. Good fun.
0: Nice. And you got the metro going out there now. makes things See, a bit easier.
1: I love easier. the metro. It's, it's not bad. It's a bit slow, the old metro, but um, it gets me there.
0: At the moment, you've got to wear a mask as you go out there, but yeah. that's all right. That's all right. Um how do you how do you balance everything at the moment mate you've you've got a wife you've just uh, yeah. you've you've got this doctor of physio degree you've got your job at 4D performance
1: yeah how do you do it I also should give a bit of a shout I actually work at St Andrew's uh, cathedral school as well oh, yeah. um so I work in the gym there a few times a week and they've got a really good team there really good crew so um I do work over there as well and like yourself, I'm doing some uh, sports coverage on Saturdays and Sundays as well at the moment. So, yeah, no, I guess balancing everything, that, that's been the art of being a uni student and um, for the last few years. And like I said before, I'll fall back to it every time. Laura, my wife, is extremely supportive and um, very, I guess, accepting. She's hardworking herself, you know, her, in her job. So um, I guess we kind of both just um, give each other time and space that we need to sort of do what needs to be done. But, yeah, mate, I think um, as far as balancing things go, I like being, I don't know if busy is the right word, but I, I like having things to do all the time. Um, I probably don't sit still for very long. So it's just something I've gotten used to and something I've learned to enjoy, I guess. Um, you know, having lots of varied experiences um, throughout my week and things to do it keeps it pretty interesting. So yeah, I just have to—I've had to really um, improve my time management skills. That is for sure. Um, and you know, I guess just be really upfront whenever I start working somewhere that you know I do have uni and that is the priority. And um, they generally everywhere I've worked has been really understanding of that and really helped to facilitate me through that. And, you know, 4D have been great with that as well. They're like super understanding, um, of uni commitments. And yeah, so it, it, I guess the balancing is not all me. Like it's people, everyone I have around me sort of really helps me to do that, I guess. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely helps to have a good team. Um, Mm. but I think you also talked to the fact that you had three years of learning how to talk to people and managing different personalities. Um, so, for anyone who hasn't met Luke, he's, he's pretty easy to get along with. Um, he'll talk about anything and everything. Um, talking shit is his number one. That is sort of my,
1: um, my passion, talking shit. And, yeah. He uh, yeah, just allows me to do that.
0: That's it. it and, it's like the hairdresser of the, the health industry uh, <laughs> where you can have a conversation about life and actually get something done at the same time. 100%, mate. So this fits you down to a T and yep. I can see that um, also helps you got to kill a small, but um, <laughs> with, with um, you talking shit, um, can you explain what the Fell Olympics is?
1: Ha.
0: The Fell uh, Fel Olympics.
1: Um, so yeah. The... Did I say it
0: wrong? Can you, how do you say it? Uh, mate, you've
1: added an extra syllable, but I'll let you get away with it.
0: It's Olympics.
1: fell Olympics. Okay, right. It's a bit of a mouthful, a bit of a tongue twister. Um, mate, the Olympics is something that myself and five of my mates came came up with, um, geez, a couple of years ago now. Uh, we were always, I guess, it actually started even longer than that. One of my other mates and myself were always sort of ging each other up over who was better at certain things. And then one day I said, or he said, one of us said, let's... um." Let's, let's actually put us to the test. So we had this one day and a bunch of our mates came down to our park and we spent like a few hours down there just doing like all these events, just the two of us. And I think we had an arm wrestle. We did like penalty shootouts. We sculled a beer, ran 400 metres, all this stuff. And I ended up losing, unfortunately. So it's, uh, yeah, I've never really gotten over it to be honest. But, um, anyway, so we had that. And then years later, <laughs> The same sort of thing, uh, was happening, and I guess none of me and my mates weren 't playing sport at the time, so we sort of said oh let 's come up with this I guess Olympics for the fellas, hence the fellas Olympics for Olympics um, yeah, so we we compete um, over just like a whole host of ridiculous events, and um, yeah get stuck into each other pretty hard and I actually, in the first season last year, I've got to be honest, I came last. So that's, that was, look, it's been a driving force for my offset, off-season training. That's for sure. And um, yeah, sitting in second at the moment, but it's very early days in this season because we had, we, had, we had a bit of, a bit of an injury uh, with one of the Philippians. So, um, you know, that, that, that set us all back, waiting for him to get better. I think he's, uh, I think he was using it as an excuse, to be honest. To, uh,
0: Don't you just give him no points for that round?
1: Look, You'd think so, but um the amount of whinging that gets thrown up in the group chat is too much to deal with sometimes so most
0: most way. athletic teams and, and sort of sporting competitions, if someone's out for injury, that's their problem.
1: The so it must go on
0: yeah um, <laughs> well, yeah, can you uh, i guess dive into how the actual competition works like what who chooses what sport and how does it work, and how long does yeah. it go um, for for you guys
1: so we we each get to put forward, um, I think it's say so four events that no one can disagree with. Um, so we can put them in and basically they have no say in what they are. And then everyone puts forward a pet event. Um, no, sorry, I've got that the wrong way around. Okay. Yeah. Forward a pet event that no one can disagree with. So you can put forward whatever you want. Um, so like, for an example, uh, one of my mates this year put in downhill snowboarding and none of us have ever snowboarded except him. So, but we can't manage that. Whether it'll actually happen or not is another story, but um, so that's an example of a pet event. And then everyone can put forward, I think it was four or five miscellaneous events and they have to get voted in. Uh, so there's six of us and you need, if you get three votes for them, um, that's that's good. You're on, I'm pretty sure um so yeah and and i guess the events uh, they vary far and wide like i said we've got downhill snowboarding i think there's like madden on playstation um there's we're doing a beer mile um we've done how does that work uh so you've got a you've got to run a mile um and you drink a beer every lap so four beers if i'm not mistaken so it's 400 meter track and um yeah that should be interesting. We, we we do we tend to try and get a bit of footage and throw it up on the Instagram page for um, a, a bit of a laugh. So
0: shout out to them at shout f- out
1: to the Olympics.
0: Yeah, how do you spell that? F E L L Y M P I C
1: S. Oh, yes, that's Olympics. it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it's good fun. It's good fun. It's right. it's, good. it's good good excuse to sort of get together with it with my mates and um, you know just carry on and I guess put our average rigs to the test and. Relive our glory days, but um, yeah. <laughs> honestly,
0: when you told me about this, I thought this is one of the best ideas I've ever heard. Because yeah, most absolutely. people, they kind of they finish footy or like netball or soccer or whatever they're doing when they're kids at about the age of 15 16 A lot of people never play sport again in their life.
1: Yeah, well, that that was sort of the whole the whole thing. None of us were playing sport. Um, But when we all sort of, you know, we enjoyed getting together, but every time we were catching up, it was always at a pub or, you know, whatever the sort of things that you do to catch up usually. So we sort of thought, wouldn't it be fun to, I guess, catch up in a way that was more, I don't know, conducive of a healthy lifestyle, I guess, Um, if you can't drink the beer mile, (laughs) running four laps, a healthy lifestyle. so, yeah, it sort of came from that. It was sort of a chance for us to all get together and just have a laugh and do something a bit, a bit silly and have a good time. So we do that. We also play, like, we play touch footy every Thursday and we're all in that team. We actually have the Olympics emblem on our touch footy jersey. So, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, we're making waves.
0: That's, that's brilliant. That Olympics um, that sort of the symbol, that F, it kind of reminds me of um, the Mean Fiddler's
1: F. But anyway. Mean Fiddler's. Uh, Wow,
0: no, no comment. That's kind of a okay. local pub out your way, isn't
1: it? Oh it's, yeah, it is. It's, it's more just the fiddler now. I think they had to change the name from the main fiddler.
0: So. Oh right, but right. I haven't been uh, there uh, very long. What's gone on with the Phil Olympics since COVID? So um, the last post I saw was that you're in second behind Dom. Is it the same Dom that you're working with?
1: No, different Dom. Different ah, Dom. Different yeah. Dom. Um, Yes,
0: so yeah. you're second, and what? Yeah. No competition.
1: No, uh well at the moment there hasn't been. No, well, with COVID, um, you know, we were trying to follow the rules. Um, we actually did when you were allowed to catch up at a park again, though, we played basketball. We did three on three basketball and three-point shootout. Um, my team got up, which was which was good news. Um, and uh, but yeah, since then, no, one of my mates um actually, you know, he plays soccer every Saturday still, and he managed to tear his lateral collateral ligament in his knee, um, so that sort of put us all back. So we've been waiting for him to um find the courage to compete again. So, oh,
0: how did he do that? Because that's a that's not a common one, to be honest.
1: I no, playing soccer and he just uh just a contact injury, mate. So I mean, he just got, got hit from the side, and I don't know, I think he's getting old, his knees are getting weak, so it didn't take much.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> This is a public statement about one of the boys. (laughs) Which one is it?
1: Uh, Joseph Fashka. You'll know he's the shortest one in the group by far. You'll be able to tell which.
0: (laughs) For those fans that go out and check out the uh, the Instagram page of these guys, um, they're always a good laugh. Uh, I'm keeping tabs on what they're up to, so no, it's pretty fun. I'm loving the material, mate. Keep that up. That's that's pretty cool. Um, And you mentioned. With touch footy, mm. so I said at the start, sort of the intro, that you're a local hero, touch football <laughs> player. Um, that's an inside joke between you and I and one other person, um, because we've got a mate in common. So, although we met at university, um, we, we've got a mate by the name of Ben McMurray. Shout out to Benny, um, <laughs> Shout out to Benny. Uh, he He's a top bloke And um, he, he referees with me In New South Wales Yeah. But you and he play touch footy Against each other
1: We do mate, we do um, He's often on the losing end of the <laughs> The competition Which, sorry Benny um, I'm actually supposed to be playing him tonight But I think it's been cancelled Because of the rain yesterday So he's lucky because I was feeling fast I was feeling fast today It's not often I feel fast anymore But yeah, anyway, it's all right, I'll get him next time.
0: You get him next time. Him next right. Time. How good is local footy?
1: It's the best. It's it clearly, you know, when blokes get older and don't have, you know, <laughs> anything else to compete in, touch footy becomes the most important thing ever. So
0: <laughs> they they're literally living their lifelong dreams through their local 100%. touch footy pump. We all we all could have made it. Don't worry about sheep stations for the under sixes, fellas. These guys yeah. are playing the big leagues.
1: Oh, genuinely, it's sheep stations. It's, <laughs> the, it's the poor referees. Good sometimes. feel sorry me. for those refs. I don't at all. They're half a big, most of the time.
0: <laughs> what do
1: you, I, don't if, I don't even want to ask what, where, where you guys play. That's yeah, just, okay. I won't go into that. I'll, I'll, I'll get kicked out of the comp.
0: No comment. <laughs> no no media rights there Mm. that's good value um so with covid Mm. and no fellow olympics
1: yeah what have you been doing uh mate like well what do you mean as far as like just my life outside of work and everything goes
0: well yeah outside of work and uni for someone who can't sit still just like me what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied
1: mate just, I guess, uh, training myself, um, you can probably tell I'm about to bust out of this t-shirt. Um,
0: <laughs> you got to stop buying extra, extra big shirts, mate. Uh,
1: this is an extra small. Jesus, I'm <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> That's a lie guys.
0: That's a lie. That's definitely a large and he should be a small to medium.
1: It probably, is. it probably is. Um, no, mate. Yeah. Just, just training. I moved, moved, moved house. So, um, we were doing that. That was keeping me occupied for a fair bit. Um, yeah, touch what he is back on. So that, that's given me a lot to, lot to do. But no, mate, work, work's pretty full on. So um, honestly, outside of that and, you know, hanging out with Laura and family and... Um, You're actually spending time with them now rather than just working
0: and doing everything else.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So no, it's good. It's good. good man. COVID's been pretty... Um, Pretty rough in a lot of ways, but I think in some ways it, it took everyone back to their uh, roots a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, and I guess this is the last bit of the conversation for today, um, so you can rest up, ready yeah. to take on Benny in the future. But um, I guess what are your plans for the future? Mm-hmm. From where do you see yourself now to where do you see yourself going forward? I don't know. By the time we finish the degree to a couple of years down the track after
1: that? Uh, yeah, mate, uh, another good question. Um, it's hard to say. I guess for me, I'd like to, in a lot of ways, continue doing what I'm doing now with physio and added element to that. Um, you know, obviously I want to work predominantly as a physio um, and I need to dive headfirst into that when uni finishes so that I can keep learning. Um, but I'd essentially like to maintain um, an s and C, I I guess, presence um in the industry. Uh, and and from that, yeah, I'd love, love to work clinically. I'd love to stay involved with sport and I guess let that shape itself over the next few years and sort of see what comes comes from that, mate. So but yeah, but no, at the moment I feel like I'm in, you know, I'm really happy with where I'm at in a good spot. So um, you know, just yeah, counting down the days to the middle of next year when, when we finish. Uh, finish uni and yeah I think things will things will take shape on their own and you know my plan is just to keep approaching things the way I always have and that's just to say yes to as you know as much as I can and um yeah keep
0: moving
1: moving forward and yeah see what what comes of it like I couldn't have if you asked me that question two years ago there is no way I would have said what I'm doing now you know what I mean so um I've learned that lesson before. Like I've had the best laid plans and things change. So um, as long as I'm in it, you know, as long as I am working with people I'm around the gym and um, I'm having a laugh and a good time, I'll, I'll be happy. So, yeah. Yeah, that's,
0: that's pretty important. I mean, with the, the degree, you've got a pretty pretty rare, pretty unique opportunity coming up. Um, did you just want to speak about that and sort of yeah. what's coming of that? Do you, have you heard much from them?
1: No, I haven't. Um, so, I guess, yeah, as a, as a few students have um, with Macquarie, we all have to do placements and um, we were all able to apply for some, uh, not just sports internships, just internships in general. Um, so, I don't know how many applied for them, but yeah, so I applied for the uh, GWS um, Giants internship for the 2021 season um which I was fortunate enough to get um so yeah no that's supposed to start next year and that's going to run for essentially the whole season so sort of up to you know 10 plus months or so I think um and honestly outside of that I don't know a whole lot so I, I essentially had the the briefing session that we were all able to go to, I had the interview with them. And then um, from there, I haven't heard much, which is cool. Like I'm happy, I'm fine with that because I can only imagine at the moment, um, trying to, being a part of a professional sporting organisation during COVID would just be pretty tough, I reckon, as far as, you know, they don't even know sometimes who they're playing in in a month's time. So they're they're certainly not thinking about their intern who's coming on next year, I would say at this point.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm in a position with, um, Parramatta referees and Mm -hmm. keeping them on, on track and and making sure that they stay on the field through all this as well. Um, so from someone in that position, in a much smaller position at a local level, Mm -hmm. um, we're having our own challenges obviously with much more limited staff, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think you're right in that you're not necessarily the first thought, and the first thought is to to get all the players together and on the team and, and just yeah, playing again. Yeah,
1: um, and that's fine, figuring everything I, I, else out. But I know my place in the uh, the pecking order. Nowhere <laughs> near the top. So, but but I'm cool with that. I'm happy with that. So. I
0: just I hope that you understand. I hope you understand how invaluable you are, though, as a student there for them. Um, you're a fresh face you've got you've got to bring fresh ideas and for you as a person I think they made a good choice in in you as a person in that they've got someone who is bright-eyed bushy-tailed and really wants to have a dig and and impress and do a good job and get the most out of it Mm -hmm. so I think they're going to get a lot out of you in that process as well.
1: Thanks mate yeah look I hope so I mean for me the, the biggest uh, for me, if I can, um, you know, get to the end of the season next year, and I've learnt like as much as possible, that's um, I'll be stoked. So that, that's that's essentially what I what I'd love out of it. And I guess yeah, the chance to experience a professional, not just team but organisation for a whole season, is something I honestly would not have dreamed of a few years ago. So it's yeah, I'll be pinching myself next year. That's for sure.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, good luck with that. Um, that's Thanks, that's pretty special. I'm, I'm not getting any internships, uh, so I'll be I'll be off to prac. Does that mean you're not
1: on prac at the moment? Yeah, no, I'm not on prac at the moment. So I've um, i had an extra five weeks to basically yeah work, uh, which has been really good. That's I'm not just... complaining about that. I'm not, I'll tell you that much. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. that's good. That's good. Make up right well done hundred percent, because um, the I guess the payoff that you're you're taking there is that yes, you do graduate in July, mm. but you'll still have that requirement till the end of the GWS Giants season yeah, finishes.
1: Correct. So yeah, it'll it, it extends past the degree. So, but that's all right. I'll suck it up. It'll be worth it. It'll be a good fun. So
0: definitely, all part of the process. Well, mate, thank you so much for coming on. That's all I've right. had. I've really, I've really enjoyed it. I just, I enjoy your company. I enjoy oh, talking oh, to well, you. And, and you too, mate. And what you have uh, to say,
1: mate. I've been looking forward to coming on since you asked me in front of our whole shoot group. Last month. Not to put you on the
0: spot. But <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, actually, there was something that I was going to ask. Go for it, mate. I know that um, at 4D, mm-hmm. you guys have this alter G, which is a an anti gravity treadmill. Right. It's something that I've never been able to get my hands on and get and use yep. someone that's been exposed to it sort of can you explain one what it is and and yep. how would you use it and sort of how you guys use it at 4d
1: yeah so my first experience with an alter g was when i was recovering from acl surgery myself um oh let's
0: let's dive into that first
1: oh, mate geez if you got it that'll take another hour uh that's, people have had enough they don't want to hear from me anymore um, is it two or three surgeries three surgeries three surgeries yeah um to fix two acls essentially but three complete rehabs and everything it's like i said it's a story and a half i'll write a book on it for you and then you can you can read about it um
0: i'll get you back on once you've finished your book mate We can do a publicity sort (laughs) of um, press release
1: yeah no i can't wait so yeah no i uh so essentially you hop on um it looks like a normal treadmill but kind of got like this big space suit type thing. Um so you wear what essentially like wetsuit type shorts. You zip yourself into this big plastic bubble that wraps around you and joins the shorts. Um, so it's airtight. Um, and then essentially the plastic from sort of here down all fills up with air. Um, and you can set so the treadmill will weigh you. And then you can set um I guess as a percentage how much of your own body weight you want to um, load uh through your legs and then you can either walk or run and um yeah and then it's just sort of acts like a regular treadmill just the fact that you're not running with your entire body weight on there so yeah um it gets used a lot um at 4d actually which is pretty cool so you get uh, people come in who are just really regular um and sort of you know competitive runners or train for events and it you know, as part of their training, they don't want to get the full load of, I guess, running, uh, as you do with running constantly. So they will, you know, one one of their sessions a week will be on the Alter-G treadmill um, because it just takes a bit of load out of their legs and they can recover well from it. Um, so some people use it in that, that regard. Um, other times, sometimes the athletes are coming back from injury or from surgery. Um, so for us, it's sort of, yeah you know we can offer for them to come in and, and use it and sort of start their return to running i guess rehab maybe a little bit earlier than you would um if you were full weight bearing and sorry if you're having to wait for full weight bearing um so yeah they get, it gets used quite a bit um they're pretty cool that's for sure you alluding
0: to yourself there when you said athletes get to come in after surgery
1: i would definitely not allude to myself as an athlete that is for sure those who you know are. I remember in the movie School of Rock, one of the best movies. Um, he said, "Those who can't do, teach," and uh, that is me. More- <laughs> that is certainly me. Um, so, no actual athletes, people who are good at sport. Right. Well done, mate. That's that's awesome. Thanks. Now,
0: if anyone wanted to get in touch with you and, and wanted to hire you as their SNC
1: or their future physio, <laughs> um, where do they go and how do they get in contact with you? Um, mate, they can at the moment they can either call up 4D or they can get on. I guess I'm on Instagram. Um, my posts are a little bit irregular, but um, I'm always there for a, a bit of a chat and banter if, if anyone wants to slide into my DMs. I've never said that before. Wow. Um, <laughs> slide on, <laughs> slide on in, guys. Um, so yeah, my Instagram is just Luke with an underscore. Um, if you can spell my last name. I'll give you extra points uh, for that.
0: So. Do you want to spell it for them so that they,
1: <laughs> they don't follow someone <laughs> down in <laughs> South America? Yeah, they'll end up following one of my hundred cousins that I have. Um, <laughs> so um, Esposito, E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O. There you go. Not to Thanks. be confused with uh, <laughs> Justin Bieber's smash hit, desposito.
0: Right, right. It's just a D in front of it, isn't it? Correct. Pretty much. Right, yeah, big difference. <laughs> How often do you? You're going to cop it for this little
1: part at the end
0: from some of your mates, hey? Oh, probably, probably. 100%.
1: Oh, copped that Desposito line
0: your whole life,
1: yeah. Well, since it came out, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Again, mate, thank you so much. You're thanks, awesome. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it, mate. Oh, Not uh, a problem. And um, everyone else, take care. Love you guys.
1: Thanks, mate. Thanks, soon.